it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good to be here in the presence of the Lord and his people on this morning. I'm grateful, mighty, mighty grateful to be standing here yet one more time. A lot has happened since the last time I stood in this place. Right after, right after we got home and got settled, a thing called coronavirus showed up big time in this country shut everything down amen amen but we made it through hallelujah i know some of us some of us didn't think we could make it some of us didn't know how we were going to make it yeah we lost loved ones and friends along the way but hallelujah thanks be to god we are still here we're still here and for that and for that we do say thank you Jesus. Oh, I know you can do better than that. I know there's something in you that can praise God better than that. I know that there were some times that you didn't know how you were going to make it. Come on, come on, come on. Tell God you love him. Tell God thank you. Tell God how much you appreciate him. Come on and give God that adoring praise. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't, don't, don't push me. Don't push me. Somebody said, because I'm already close to the edge. Oh, God. Hey, yes, sir. Yes, yes, sir. Ah. After spending over a year in the house, just me and Pastor Keith on the on the uh, uh, on the iPad uh, preaching to the computer. Come on now, it's good to be in the house. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's good to be in the house. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. I reverence God <laughs> for opening up the house. <laughs> yes, uh, inviting us in. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Oh, it's so good. I'm so glad to see every, each and every one of you that are here sharing uh, in this time of worship. I bless all of you who are sharing online on the virtual uh, platform uh, that's homes or some, wherever you are, but you are taking in and soaking in the worship. Amen. Amen. And so that is so good. Of course, of course, I give honor to my good friend, my sister in the Lord, Pastor Katani. Oh my God, she is such an amazing, uh, strong, persevering woman. Amen. Amen. Come on now. Come on now. Uh, as I said, a lot has happened since the last time we uh, came by, since the last time Pastor Keith and I got an opportunity to come by and speak a word uh, to you, to the RCF family, uh, and, and certainly uh, we do not want to dismiss uh, uh, the, the, the loss that we feel. Yeah, I just want you all to know that. The loss that we feel and experience uh, uh, in, in Pastor Gilbert's uh, uh, passing not too long ago. But but I, I told the Lord when she asked me to come, I said, all right, God, it's me and you. We're going we to have to work this thing out. Amen. Amen. And so we're here. We're standing today. And I pray that the word of the Lord blesses each and every one of you. I'm going to ask if you wouldn't mind if you would just turn in your Bibles. Y'all still, still use paper Bibles on this part of the country? Amen, somebody. Amen. I know where I'm from. Uh, uh, you see less and less 
uh, paper and, and, and more and more people are reading the word of God on their devices. Amen. So whatever you have, I ain't mad at you. Just 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 long as you got the word of God. Amen. Uh, hallelujah. Sometimes it's actually more convenient to have it on your phone or something, right? And instead of carrying a big Bible around. You know, when you start doing that, people call you holy rollers and stuff. Amen, somebody. But, but when you have it on your phone or your device, it certainly uh, allows quick access. Amen. And sometimes we need quick access. Anybody hear me this morning? Hallelujah. We just need a word quickly uh, from the Lord. Um, I'm going to be asking you to just find in your Bible the, the ninth chapter of the book of Luke. We're going to look at St. Luke this morning and hear what he is saying to the people of God. Yes, yes, yes. I also want to, before I get started, I do want to thank my armor bearer who has been so gracious and kind and wonderful and warm uh, to me uh, since I have been here. It's just wonderful. You all don't even know what you have. Come on, somebody. You, you, don't, you don't know what you have when you have people that are willing and have servants' hearts that just step out and step up and take care of people like me who just trying to figure it out and find their way. Amen, somebody. Well, let us look at chapter 9, and I'm going to start down in verse number 57, and I'm going to conclude at chapter 10, verse number 3. And I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. I don't know that if it's customary in this house that you stand for the reading of the word. If it is, all right. Uh, if not, uh, it's all right, too. But my Bible says it like this. It says, as they were walking along, someone said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus replied, foxes have dens to live in and birds have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. Verse number uh, 59 says, he said to another person, come follow me. The man agreed, but he said, Lord, first let me return home and bury my father. Verse number 60 says, but Jesus told him, let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Your duty is to go and preach about the kingdom of God. Another said, yes, Lord, I will follow you, but first let me say goodbye to my family. Verse 62, which is our theme verse here, says, but Jesus told them, anyone who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Chapter 10, verse 1 says, The Lord now chose 72 other disciples and sent them out ahead in pairs to all the towns and places he planned to visit. These were his instructions to them. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest 
ask him to send more workers into his fields. And verse number three says, now go and remember that I am sending you as lambs among wolves. Here ends the reading of God's holy and sacred word. You may be seated in his presence. Let us pray. Let us pray. Gracious and kind Father, I do thank, honor, and praise you for yet another opportunity that I may stand and pour into your people. Now, God, I ask, O oh Lord, that you will hide me behind your sacred cross. Put me on the decrease while you increase in me. Let the people not hear or see I answer, but make sure that they hear and they see you through me. God, I'm asking right now that you will help us to remember that it is the flower that fades and the grass will wither, but the word of God shall stand for forever and the people who heard and understood said amen amen and bless Jesus I tell you if I remember if my remembrance serves me correctly and sometime it do and sometime it doesn't uh, I, I, but I, the last time I was here I had opportunity to to preach two messages uh, uh, to the people one was a divine interruption and the other was in it to win it. I think I'm right about that. Am I right, Pastor Keith? And I hope and I do pray that that was some food for you to chew on for a little while after my departure. I pray that you found some of those things that I left with you encouraging as you travail on this life's journey. Perhaps, maybe, just, just maybe, it was those encouraging words uh, that paved the way for me to be able to come back yet again and stand here in this sacred space. Uh-huh. Uh, but And I'm grateful, very grateful that I was able to return and uh, uh, depart uh, again into you. But I do want to put out a little bit of a warning uh, this, this morning. I, I want to tell you that this time I've come uh, with a little different message. Uh, I, they're, they're, they're things that, that once were are, are not the same uh, since I was here before. Uh, Pastor Gilbert, of course, is missing from our physical presence. Uh, but I came to tell somebody that God's mission has not changed. I hope somebody heard me this morning. I, I, I came here just a, a little while to press you just a little bit harder. I, I realize, I understand that you are in a hard and difficult place. I, I get that. I, I realize that many, many, many hearts are still broken and, and you are in a grief-stricken position. Amen, somebody. But I also know this, and that is because before Pastor Gilbert went to be with the Lord, that he made it his life's work and his mission to put some Jesus in you. Oh, I think I'm right. Am I right? Am I right? I think I'm on to something already this morning. All right, all right. And so, and so, when we turn our attention to Luke's gospel to hear what Dr. Luke is saying, we get a sense that Jesus is creating some movement in the the people as he is making his way to Jerusalem. 
Uh -huh. This would be his final trip uh -huh. uh, as he uh, is getting ready to, 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 to be ascended. Uh, he's getting ready to do all of those things that they accused him of. All of this stuff is happening. Uh, and, and so Jesus is on his way and he is speaking to some people. Uh, and so as Jesus is on his way to Capernaum uh, and through Nazareth and Jericho, he's running into people who no doubt uh, they've seen his miracle working power. Oh, you all know what I'm talking about. We've seen uh, what Jesus can do, uh, just speaking a word, just giving a touch, or just looking in a certain direction. Uh, he was doing that mind-blowing stuff that the people had seen. They'd seen his signs and his wonders. They had heard Jesus preach. They had heard Jesus teach. And they made up their minds that they wanted to follow him. Who? Come on now. Come on, people. Who in their right mind wouldn't want to follow this man who, would, who walked among sin but knew no sin? Who wouldn't want to be with this man? Come on now. That, that had righteousness from the very crown of his head to the very soles of his dusty feet. Uh, who wouldn't want to be in the company of a man who could heal, who could save, who could deliver, and who could set free? Did anybody question why? Why wouldn't you want to be in the presence of someone who had all of that kind of power? But Luke records, check it out, Luke records two distinct people interacting with the Savior as he is on his journey. Jesus, being the man that he was, that he extends an invitation as he is going along to say, come, follow me. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He bids them to come and be a part of something that is greater than they have ever experienced before. Oh, I know I can get some high fives on that. Uh, this is really a chance of a lifetime. Oh, a chance to not just live, but a chance to live again. Oh, God. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh-huh. Uh, see, but, but, but check it out in the text. The first one says, I will follow you wherever you go but my daddy died and needs to be buried. I'm the executor of his estate and you know I got to be there. I'll catch up with you as soon as everything is over. As soon as I've tied up my loose ends. As soon as I cash in the insurance check and straighten out his affairs. I know, I know you, you understand that I gotta do what I gotta do, don't you, Jesus? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a little, a little later, a little later, he comes upon another man, and, and the man says, Lord, I really do want to follow you, but I need to go kiss my wife and children goodbye. I, I would hate to leave and not to say goodbye to my folks. Oh, you know, that's just plain rude. You can't just walk out and leave people behind and not tell them what's happening and what's going on. You all get that? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, see, can I tell you that these are simply 
two examples of, 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 of that it is hard, uh, to, that it's not hard to see that people said one thing, but their actions was something else. Oh, oh my, 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 my. What, uh, what, what we see here, church, is really the beginning. And uh, this is, from, we see from the beginning that there is an excuse why they can't go as he has asked them to. And so this leads me, I know I realize I hadn't already told you, but this leads me to help you to ponder my sermonic topic this morning, which happens to be, what's your excuse? Uh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, 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 okay, 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 just in case, just in case, uh, just in case I don't get to come back, uh, let me just say, <laughs> I, I'm just trying to help somebody, that's it, that's all, that didn't mean any harm, I, I'm just, I'm just trying to say what, what I believe the Lord has laid on me to say, I, I'm, I'm, so I say, I, I, I don't know how you see this, but what I have seen just from the text is that this is the same issue that so many of us here, even in the 21st century today, still have. Yes, uh, you see, uh, Solomon told us a long time ago that there ain't nothing new under the sun. Uh-huh, yeah, he did. I think it's interesting. Y'all check this out. Y'all may see it another way over here in Colorado. Uh, but, but I think it's interesting how that often we might run out of money, uh, we might run out of patience, and sometimes we just run out of steam. Uh, but can anybody tell me that why we never seem to run out of excuses? Ah. Oh. Ah, man. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Ooh, I know. It, uh, it, it seems obvious uh, to most of us, uh, but I want to make sure before I go any further that we are all on the same page. And so I want to tell you that one of the uh, definitions uh, uh, that I found in a dictionary.com for the word excuses, uh, it, it tells us that it really means that we are seeking to obtain exemption or release for yourself uh -huh. or to be released from an obligation or a duty. Oh, you all don't know anybody that make excuses, uh, but every now and then I run into one or two, and so I thought I may talk about it this morning. And so as I read and I studied the text, what I see is an overarching theme, and the theme's really speaks to me that there is yet work to be done for the kingdom and there really is no time to waste. Uh-huh. There is a sense of urgency that the people still respond to the calling and the beckoning of Jesus to come on in and continue to move forward. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I stopped by this house today. I came to encourage you, but at the same time, I came to challenge you uh, to what you will need to do in this season. I, I believe that the Lord sent me in the house this morning to help somebody to get rid of some of the excuses that you have already told yourself and other people along the way that has kept you from preparing yourself for kingdom work. Oh, uh-huh. 
We, we can see, we can see in the text that the people that Jesus met along the way, they said, I want to follow him. Yeah, they did. They said they wanted to, uh, uh, they, they wanted what Jesus had. But when he extended the invitation, they quickly decided that they had other pressing business to take care of. Uh, how many of us have have done that before. Today is the day, my brothers and sisters, that we're going to put our stuff out on the table. Uh, today is the day that we're going to recognize that Paul, in his writing in Romans 3 and 23, was spot on when he said that all have fallen and have come short of the glory of God. Oh, am I right about it so far? Oh, bless God. Bless God. Is anybody, anybody here today that is sick and tired of coming up with excuses for why you are not following Jesus in the manner in which he is calling? Mm, 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 mm. Is there anybody here that wants to get off of cop out court and land on straight street? Oh, oh, I believe that sounds like somebody in the house. Well, let me help somebody to figure this out through the text. The first thing I want to tell you this morning is you say what you'll do and do what you say. Oh, oh, uh, oh. You see, at the beginning of the text, in verses 57 through 61, what we see is Luke dealing with two men who have said one thing, yet they did something else. Uh -huh. I am sure that these men had good hearts. I'm sure they were good people. I'm sure they, they, they took care of their families. I'm sure they had nice jobs. They had good intentions and all the rest. In other words, I believe they really did mean well. I'm sure they wanted to follow Christ, but to tell you the truth, their words and their actions really don't match. Oh, come on now. I know something is stirring up in somebody this morning. You see, the first one said, I will follow you wherever you go after I bury my daddy. And the second one said, I'll follow you, but first let me go back home. What Jesus is seeking from us as his disciples is a level of commitment that takes our precedence over our human relationships. Oh yes, that's what he wants from us. He wants to come first and not just give him lip service about what we're going to do, but he wants us to follow it up with right action. I believe, I believe I'm on to something. I believe I'm on to something this morning. I know that this is an issue in our own human nature. Uh, somehow, somehow, we keep getting it twisted and contorted, and, and we sound like uh, uh, we he see the, uh, the, the writer, Paul, in Romans 7 and 15, and if you pick it up in the contemporary English version, it'll say uh, something like this. In fact, I don't really understand why I act the way I do. I, I don't do what I know is right, and I do the things I hate. Does that sound 
familiar to anybody in the house this morning? I, I, I hope so. Uh, you see, have you ever told Jesus that you would follow him after you finished uh, sleeping around? Oh, 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 no, oh, no. Oh, have you ever told Jesus I follow you after I stop getting high? Oh, God. Have you ever told him after you finish your career or after you finish running around in the streets? Or maybe, maybe that's not you. Maybe that doesn't fit you. Maybe you are more like the second man who promised the Lord that you would join him in his work but first uh, you had to sow your wild oats uh, oh god but first um, you want to go and get all your temptation you know you gotta get temptation out of your system uh, before you go to christ uh, but first uh, you want to deal with your demons of your past uh, but first uh, let me let me let me uh, you fill in the blank <laughs> Ah, but first, oh my God, ah, when, when we tell God we want to follow him, we need to follow him. When a person says one thing and does another, they appear to be untrustworthy. Uh-huh. Um, as men and women of God, we need to be upright in thought, in word, and in deed. Ah, we have a problem that others don't. See, as Christians, you better know that somebody is watching you. Ah, so it matters what we say, and it matters what we do. Oh, you all better tell somebody, say, I'm going to do, I'm going to say what I'm going to do. And I'm going to do what I say. Oh, I hope that helps somebody. Now, my second thing I want to tell you is this. Looking back hinders forward progress. Uh-huh, you see, you see, it's, it's really no surprise to most of us that it is dangerous at best and impossible at most to drive forward while looking back. Uh-huh, I know some of you all, y'all tried that, didn't you, huh? Uh-huh, yeah. I, I, I believe that. I had a, I had an uncle uh, way back in the day who was from New York. Uh, and on the East Coast, there's always a talk about New York drivers, okay? Uh, they, they, they're, they're known for some interesting, creative driving uh, uh, skills, okay? And, and so my, my family would be hesitant to get in the car with, with my uncle because guess what? The whole time he's trying to drive forward, he's looking back back at them in the, in the back seat. And, and nobody wants to be in the car with somebody who spends more time looking back than they are looking forward. Am I right about it this morning? Oh, God, oh, God. So we, we, we got to put that thing and kick that to the curb. Uh, but can I just tell you that, that as a matter of fact, as we uh, reason with this, we understand why the windshield of the car is much larger than the rear view mirror on the card uh, on the car why, why, why are you talking that pastor it's because we don't need to pay attention to everything we have passed but we need to see what is in front of us in other words the future is much bigger than the past uh -huh. I, 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 
know, I know, I know we got some stuff going on, but we still have to look forward. You see, the rear view mirror has its purpose, women and men. But when we spend more time looking back, we are tempted to want to go back and to stay back. And to sometimes, oh, I don't know, but sometimes it'll make you want to revert to old habits. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Uh-huh. Sometimes it might make you uh, catch up with an old fling. Mm-mm. All right now, it might uh, want you to uh, check out some of your old no good friends. Uh, we all got some old no good friends. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And see what it does. That's a setup sometimes. Sometimes it's a setup to take us back to some ungodly living. Stay away, stay away, stay away. You see, we saw this with the children of Israel. Y'all remember the children of Israel uh, when they had been released from bondage. You see, they cried and cried and cried unto the Lord uh, to be set free. Uh, The work, the bondage, the slavery was way too hard. Uh, They they, they cried, Lord, uh, we got to get out of here. Please uh, get us out of here. And they cried long enough until the Lord heard them and he raised up a liberator named Moses. You all remember Brother Moses. And so Moses showed up. He showed up over and over again. Long story short, him and Pharaoh took a while to work things out. But eventually he let God's people go. But once they were out and they were no longer under bondage, they were no longer captives, they began to take on life in the wilderness and then they started whining and complaining and hooping and hollering about going back. You all remember that? Because they started to reminisce that we didn't have to wonder if we would get something to eat. Oh, the red punch was good back there. Oh, I love the red velvet cake they used to give us on Friday nights. Oh, they started wondering and started thinking and reflecting on what had taken place even though they cried to get out. Oh, yes, they did. You see, they wanted to go back because they kept looking back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh See, they they wanted to believe somehow that their past was somehow better than what the future might hold. Mm. Oh, I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, uh, but that just might be you. And so and so, what Jesus tells the, the men in the text in verse number 62 is that once your place you place your your hand on the plow, he says, don't look back. You must look forward. You have to stop looking back. In other words, Jesus is saying to the men in the text, you all need to look through the windshield. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, you see, it's designed to allow, check this out, It's a, a windshield is designed to allow optimal surveillance of what's in front of us. Yeah, 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 that's the purpose. That's the purpose, you see. It's it's large, it's clear, and it's structured to protect 
us from elements. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And can I just tell you a little bit? Uh, in the ancient days, there were these old farmers who would guide the plow with his left hand, uh huh, and then he would get, guide the oxen with his right hand. And if he happened to look away, the plow would end up off the path that it was on. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So, so that's what will happen when we start following Jesus and we take our eyes off of him. Yes, yes, yes. It will get us so enough off course. Yeah, I, I know what I'm talking about, Pastor Keith. We will end up in places that we have no business being. Come on, somebody. I know somebody say, been there, done that. I, I, we gonna start uh, hanging out with people we have no business with. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, Jesus, Jesus says, looking back will hinder your forward progress. Looking back will slow you down and won't help you get your work done. When you look back, you're not fit for the kingdom because your eyes are on the world and instead of me. Oh, yes, yes, yes. How many of you believe that there is still yet work, kingdom work, uh, to be done? Can I see anybody in here believe that there's still yet work to be done? Hallelujah. I'm glad we're on the same page with that. We have no time to waste. For the Bible teaches us that a time will come, that a night will come when no man can work. Come on, come on, come on. If you are convinced that it's time to keep moving, let me hear you say, I won't look back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I ain't got much more to tell you. I, I, I t told you most of what I knew last time, so I'm just giving you just a little bit of extra I got this time. And so this, so my, so so let me let me tell you this. I I, I think about what I just told you this morning. So far, what we will what we have learned is that we have to say what we're gonna do and do what we say. And then we learn that uh, looking back will what? Hinder our progress, our forward progress. So the last thing I want to tell you is I'm going to recommend that each one reach some. What you talking, Pastor? What you talking? Uh, you see, I know, I know that there's a very popular saying uh, is that each one reach one. Yeah, I, I, and I get that. I, I believe that that's a very good starting point. Uh, uh, but I think that there's some more that we can do uh, as brothers and sisters in Christ. I, I think we got a little bit more in us uh, than that. Uh, I believe that when Pastor Gilbert uh, was pouring into you, uh, he taught you that you could do better than just one. I believe that in my heart. So as we read further in the text, Luke 10, 1 through 3, we will note that Jesus is sending out the disciples in pairs to the towns where the good news of the gospel is spread. Uh -huh. The Bible says that he sent them out to the places that he himself had planned to visit. Verse 2 in chapter 10, 
then says that he gave them these instructions. It puts it that way in the NLT. He says that the harvest is great, but the laborers are few. In other words, there are people who need to know what you know about the goodness of Jesus. And he doesn't want them to hold back. Oh, God, I hope that's helping somebody this morning. If you don't want to get to work and open your mouth, I'm afraid to tell you that somebody is going to hell and they're going to be enjoying the trip. Ah, people of God, if you don't see that God says that he's got positions open, hallelujah, and available, that all you got to do is come and follow me, that you, all you got to do is inquire within and somebody ought to tell you what Jesus has for them. You see, there are folks who we love who are dying daily. So can I tell somebody, can I give an advice to the house? Come on, saints, and give them what you got. Oh, I know there are family members who are living in darkness, but guess what? You hold the light. Oh, God, my message to RCF and friends today here in the sanctuary, here on the virtual platform, is that you are living, that people are living in a bad situation. So I know that each one of you are in a position, I know you got energy, that you can reach out and reach some people and say, come, follow a man named Jesus, for he can fill you up, he can turn you around, and he can face, place your feet on solid ground, amen, hallelujah, oh can I just tell somebody, don't sit on what God has given you, stop saving it, stop saving it for a rainy day, cause can I tell somebody, it's raining, Oh, yes it is. Glory. Glory to God. Jesus. Jesus. In the text, Jesus says, all I want you to do, I want you to pray that the harvest, that the, the God of the harvest, that he going to send more workers. Is anybody, anybody in the house praying? Are you praying? Is anybody praying for more workers, more workers to come into the kingdom? Oh, my, my, my. Oh, I've come. I've come, church. I've come, Pastor Katani, for such a time as this to let you know as of today, as of right now, as of this moment, that we are out of excuses. No more excuses. I, 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 I don't want you to have another excuse for not holding on to the gospel plow. Hallelujah. And do what God has called you to do. Hallelujah. But I told you, what you're going to do to help you on your journey. You're going to say what you're going to do. And you're going to do what you 
said because I remember that that's how people will begin to trust you the second thing I'm just winding up now is that you got to remember that looking back hinders your forward progress in other words if you look back you just might get stuck back oh God you all remember what happened to Lot's wife oh God when she looked back and who wants to be stuck I don't see anybody in here that likes to be in a stuck position you see I got you to remember that the windshield is always bigger and it's always better and it is designed with your future in mind oh come on church my third thing is each one must reach some we are seeing folks who are not afraid to get your hands dirty if that sounds like you if you don't mind playing in the dirt come on and get your hands dirty and get some work done remember our Lord and our Savior he always does what he says and whenever he makes a promise has God ever promised you something and he always comes through I heard the psalmist say that he'll never leave us that he'll never forsake us that he will do just what he said he would do I, I remember that he says that he's gonna watch over his promises until they come to pass I remember long time ago when I was a little girl growing up in the Methodist Church this is how I learned to trust in Jesus the old saints they would start to singing the words of the song that said tis so sweet to trust in Jesus thing and I'm out of your hair remember when Jesus he went to the garden of Gethsemane he, he asked his father he said father if you would just take this bitter cup from me Ooh. and the Bible lets us know ah, that it was hard for Jesus it was painful and overwhelming for Jesus but 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 after he had been there on bended knee for a while come on come on come on he said to his daddy never mind daddy I believe I can do this if you would just be with me. He said, because if I look back, it's going to keep me from my destiny as Savior of the world. I won't look back. I'm placing my hand 
get my hands dirty in the process of telling other people about the good news. You better understand this, that Jesus, I said my Jesus, not only did he get his hands dirty, fooling with you and you and me and them and everybody else, not only did he get his hands dirty, but he got them bloody. I said bloody for you and for me. I said the blood came streaming down. Is there anybody here? Anybody here can look at Jesus as the blood ran down. I got one more thing for real this time. I just want to tell you when I was in communication with your pastor, Pastor Katani Gilbert, oh, about a month or so ago, there were some things that she said to me that she may not even remember, but I made a note of it. You see, can I tell you, she said it's really not about pastor's passing uh, it hurts uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hurt uh, but it really is not about his passing but it's about the birth and the resurrection of the vision that God has imparted in us she said she knows that there is a shift. I said there's a shifting. Does anybody feel a shifting in the atmosphere? Hallelujah. She said we serve a God who is restoring, resetting, returning, and refining the church. this one. Oh God. I bless you. I bless you RCF. I bless you. I bless you. I bless you. 
I pray, I pray that the Spirit of the Lord has fallen on you, that you will be in that mindset, that no more, no more excuses. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the precious Holy Ghost, bless you. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah, amen.